0: Let's go. The Reynolds group and the Snoop group. Snoop <laughs> group.
1: This is Tall Can Audio.
0: Away we go on an all new episode of the Tall Can Audio podcast for your Thursday. Coming to you from our studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada. My name is Matt Robinson, Chris Hoffley alongside. What's happening
1: today, man? Hello, good to be back. And the Florida Panthers are up 1 nothing
0: in the series. It, it, what are we, nine seconds into the show? You're bringing that up already. I'm sorry, it took the hell long. Leafs are into the second round. Can we not talk about that part of it? No? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Take yeah. it or leave it. Uh, we're on social media at Talk and Audio. Give us a follow there. He is on Twitter at Chris Hoffley and on Instagram at Hoff on Sports because he's needlessly difficult and
1: can't just pick a handle. Yeah, I know. But when I picked my handles, it wasn't like – there was no real social media etiquette at the time. Okay. Like, it, I should have kept it. I, maybe it'll Maybe it'll happen one day. Maybe. I lost my blue checkmark on no, Twitter, no. thanks to Elon. So it's actually better. No, it's way better yeah, now with all the other shit. Yeah. I don't want it anymore. No. But also, I didn't change my any of my handles for a while because you can lose. Yes, y- but you, at one point like you can of lose the show, it. Steve if, yeah. Warren, is still TSN Steve, and they canned him like three years ago. Yeah, like, it's, so it's, maybe, it's, maybe more than that. It's you like, got to hang on to that blue check. Right. Now nobody wants it. Now it's a sign of <laughs> you just being, bad things. Yeah. At the very least, like kind of dumb. Like. Yeah. <laughs> If you go to the Twitter replies right now Ugh. of like Ugh. like viral tweets, it's all verified people and it's all just like monosyllabic, illiterate <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> yes. Or just like racist, homophobic, misog- yeah. Like everything a like it's just all it's just all garbage. It's really hard to to read through that crap. Yeah. Uh, that was a crazy tangent. No, it's about social right. media. We're all Hit sort of feeling that right stuff, now. Like but- Twitter is undeniably worse
0: without proper verification. But with Elon's version of verification, fuck that.
1: Oh, it right? just it like, doesn't nothing's like it it doesn't make any sense to right. me. He's a lunatic. And <laughs> I don't care. Like it's social and media, dude. it's not real life. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And Twitter's always been something of a cesspool. Yes. But now it's just like a and confusing even sesier sesier. annoying cesspool. Yeah. Which And I've noticed, like, you're spending
0: more or you're spending less time there than you used to and that's probably to your credit. Yes. I'm still drowning in the shit pool.
1: Oh, like, I'm o- I'm on it a lot and <laughs> yeah. I I like it's still a, a useful tool but I just I got so sick of getting in these like yes. circuitous <laughs> arguments with with trolls and I like I I don't like there's so much negativity. I just didn't feel like I I don't feel like I need to put as much of my own I get that issues out into the Twitter world. I'll still call like really nonsensical bullshit out because I feel like I can't resist cuz I'm still me, but sure. um I just can't get bogged down in it cuz it's soul-sucking.
0: So, one of the reasons that you're back here, aside from the fact that we we just love your glowing personality oh, and, and everything you bring to the show, shucks, is that you're here to collect some winnings. Yeah. Uh you and I had bet on the uh, the Jennies in the 67s didn't go so
1: well for Oshawa. It's like one of the all-time worst bets. <laughs> and I've been told, right? That's why I I'm jumped a, on I'm it. a bit it's of an great. idiot, is yeah. uh, is how that works. Well, uh, <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> worked out for two charities. That's right. You and were good extra enough? for
0: me with beer. Yes. You were good enough to also make a donation, um, despite having won the bet to the Denise House down in Oshawa, of course mine, to the Children's Hospital of Eastern Ontario. Both very uh, worthy charities. Yeah, I so. just
1: didn't feel like I needed to make a great important place suffer because of your bad (laughs) (laughs) betting skills. This is why I I don't gamble much (laughs) outside of these sorts of things,
0: right? Like I'm well aware I'm kind of dumb. And so maybe don't put your money on your brain because it's going to fail you every time. It's good for
1: chirping. It was good
0: fun. Right. And it was a lot of fun. So you are here to collect your winnings. And most of those uh, are from the all or nothing brewing company down in Oshawa. We'll get to that in a bit. I had a buddy of mine when I was down uh, in the Greater Oshawa region, as <laughs> uh, and it's it's glorious. Uh, I can't remember when we were
1: Osh Osh Vegas. Yeah, uh, Schwallywood. Schwallywood. Gotcha. Okay, that's that's actually excellent. It's not bad. Yeah, um, but
0: not long after the series ended, I can't remember. I sent you some sort of headline about uh, not just a murder, but like a ridiculous <laughs> murder. But I can't remember the details now. That was like, yeah, Oshawa's was not taking it so well, right? But. Uh, I had a friend of mine down in that area who wanted to make sure who had heard about the bet, who had heard about what was going on, that, uh, that we tried a different beer instead because it, ha- uh, it was from the Brock street brewing company in Whitby and they had partnered with the Oshawa generals for, uh, for a couple of different beers over the last year. Or so he had them kicking around. He had picked them up back in uh, March or something like that. Uh, so these that we're going to try first, I don't want to drink your winnings, <laughs> um you may not have allowed me to anyway
1: i i mean i would with have won with pleasure maybe, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, hey, we get maybe we could have split one all right um that's cute man two straws yeah like, <laughs> like curly straws <laughs> of course crazy straws yeah, yeah. remember those mm, yeah of course i do yeah
0: i still have like a bag of them right there
1: there's gonna be a lot of tangents for me today it's an interesting day. off sideways Hoff's
0: been, Hoff's I'm surprised Hoff has agreed to come in this week. He's had a crazy uh, schedule. I forgot what day it was when I agreed to <laughs> so, do this. So uh, we have two here provided by my bu- uh, by my buddy Miller um, with the Oshawa Generals logo on them uh, from the Brock Street Brewing Company and our second beer. And of course, there will be a second beer. There's always a second beer. Uh, those will be from All or Nothing, and then we'll send Hoff home with his uh, his winnings afterwards. There were two different beers sitting over there. Uh, You have both of them. You're going to get to take first pick on which one you want. Uh, What do you got, the two different beers sitting
1: there? Well, I have a Oshawa General's Light Lager Mm -hmm. and an Oshawa General's Traditional Irish Red. Right. I'm not sure I'm contractually allowed to drink either of them, but I will for the purpose (laughs) of this keeping up with the theme of the show. Right. Um, But if I get fired, well, it's going to be on you. Okay. Well, you'll be welcome here. We don't pay worth the shit, (laughs) but... We'll keep right. you drunk. Well, I haven't had a traditional Irish red in a
0: while. Okay, so I'm gonna give that a go. <laughs> I'll take the uh, the light lager then. That sounds all right. Thank you very much. There you go, sir. And uh, like I said, these are from the Brock Street Brewing Company. We'll give
1: uh, we'll give them a try. Thanks, fellas. I I can't look at it while I drink it, but <laughs> I'm wearing a '67's hat right now, though, so it's it's fine. This is really, I I, I like. I would I would say it's fair to qualify
0: these as like. You conquering something, right? Like you've come into town, taken their hockey team, and now taken their beer. That's one uh, way I could live with that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Mm. Pretty good. Yeah, Irish red. Yeah, Yeah, it's a classic tasting Irish red. I don't mind that at all. Yeah. Okay.
0: This is cover up the
1: logo with my thumb here. (laughs) There we go. (laughs)
0: Uh, so shout out to the Brock street brewing company and, uh, and even more so to my buddy Miller for, uh, for, hooking us going to appreciate with it. These, Yeah. Uh, and we'll get to the, uh, the all or nothing pints that, uh, we've hooked you up with here in, in just a little bit. Uh, we mentioned your crazy schedule and everything that's gone on. Look, I want to ask you about some of the stuff that's going on around the senators lately. We're going to talk about a few different things, but let's start with the red blacks because we are sitting here on Wednesday afternoon, uh, the day after the CFL
1: draft. And I have both a draft hangover and an actual hangover. Right. So it's, 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 a, it's a tradition for drafts. because he went it's for good. more draft after the draft. Yeah, well, that <laughs> might have been,
0: been part of the problem. Right. It happens. Uh, just what's the mood around uh, OSEG today, around the Red Blacks? Do people, you know, feeling like... They had a good night at the draft. Uh, obviously, you're the PR guy, you would spin it for me anyway. Then tell me that obviously everybody, but you know, how how did it go? How is everybody feeling the day after? Well,
1: Matt, we are primed for unparalleled success. Love that. Uh, so, <laughs> no, it we really well went on. Honestly, it uh, was other a, it was nice that. <laughs> <laughs> it was an awesome night. Um for people that follow the CFL, you may know that the draft experience is not always a high octane uh can and we agree it was a little slow it's always been a little but like that's what you get when you have like everyone's in a different it's not like an NHL draft or an NFL draft no. like you're not all in one spot everyone's in their own war rooms um i'm a huge cfl nerd so i find the whole process fascinating sure. and it's cool to be in there and be in the war room for a bit then with the media and but last night because we had the luxury of knowing who well i had the luxury of knowing who our first overall right. pick was in advance uh because, you know, you get all that stuff done beforehand. And so we were Ottawa able to... Ottawa had the first pick. First overall, so yeah. So you, so you can take whoever you want. Anybody you want. And you can get it all locked, yes. and, locked and loaded uh, beforehand. And we had him, you know, he ready to sign his contract as soon as he was signed. So, Want to give us a name? Yeah. Da- <laughs> yeah, sorry, Dante Bull. I was going to get to that in a minute. But okay. I, was, I was, again, going on a tangent. <laughs> fair enough. Of how... Good draft night was, and because of all this prep that we were able to do, we were able to throw a really good draft party uh, for fans uh, upstairs in the club level, which was kind of right above where the draft stuff was taking place in the basement of TD Place. Right. Um, So a lot of fans, you know, 150 or so fans come in. uh, TSN 1200 and our and our joint pal AJ Jackieback and and Jeff Avery were doing the doing the live radio show from from up there and we got to have Dante there in person for, so when he got picked, we brought him upstairs, everyone cheered. Uh It was a pretty cool moment and right. it, people had a good time. So it was a little bit of extra excitement um to what is not always the most rambunctious affair. And also we had the uh, Leafs Panthers game on in the media room. So we got to see all that awesomeness go down. Uh, how was that for a comeback around? Yeah, it's great. It's great. Uh, <laughs> You guys
0: also had the tenth overall pick, first round, uh first pick in the second round. That didn't happen until nine oh five. And then the twelfth yeah. pick was at nine forty. Like it's
1: it's slow, it's man. so it's... it's so part of it is that the first two rounds are carried live on T S N. Yeah. Which is great. We sure. wanna you know, gotta grow of the course. league and T S N Great partner. Go T S N Sure. Um but because of that, with your commercial breaks and your, you know, talking heads and all that, it takes Fucking forever, and it is all it because it, the rest of it goes really fast. It's usually like the first two rounds take two hours, and then the last six take two hours. Well, and like if you've never watched a CFL draft
0: before, first of all, shame on you. Uh, yeah. Homer Simpson told you in like season uh, three, I, right? <laughs> yeah. But the NHL draft is a good reference point, right? First round, everybody comes up, they put the jersey on, and they go talk to the media, and they shake hands with Gary, and all this shit. Day two is also televised. Everyone's just at their table going, "Yeah, Frank Johnson, right? like, yeah. <laughs> who's who's left?" <laughs> right. Like so it all gets banged out way quicker. But yeah. I love the idea that this is televised and that TSN is trying to make it a big and frankly, it does every year feel a little bigger. Like it is
1: working. But man, it's it's it, it, it can be a little painful. Yeah, we watch. had and that's always in the back of my head as the as the PR guy right. and so last day we made it a bit more fun you know we picked the we picked Dante first yeah. and then we had Claire Hannah from TSN mm-hmm. who's fantastic and, awesome and just a blast to work with um she we brought them up in the elevator to the draft party and on the way up in the elevator she did like a one question hit with him <laughs> in the elevator and then as the doors open after he finished the question every the, the crowd ne- cheered for sure. him and it was it was it was awesome yeah um so that kind of stuff you got you got to kind of be creative to yeah, make things fun and yeah. engaging, and that, you know I think it, it worked out well, and we ended up with uh, Dante Bull and about uh, eight other, you know, guys that were hopeful will be red blacks for a long time.
0: Well, so first overall is obviously the money spot. That's what everybody's thinking about. Everybody's talking about. Tell us a little bit about Dante
1: Bull. Uh, he's very big he absolutely, um he is a massive he's honest I was so I, I met him for the first time yesterday uh before a few hours before the draft and he's just as a person he just seems like a like a great guy he's uh he's from victoria uh british columbia so a good uh, good west coast boy it was sure. his first time west of or east of Winnipeg he told <laughs> me yesterday coming to ottawa so um he's you know he's really really excited to be here he's six seven uh three hundred and twenty pounds. <laughs> Can play on either sides of the ball in the O line. And by weeks, he'll be on SmackDown. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're gonna arm wrestle. (laughs) Um, He, you know, play. He's coming from playing, you know, Div one NCAA football at Fresno State. Right. Um, So it's you know, have a guy like that available to grab, grabbing a Canadian O lineman in general in the CFL draft early is is huge cuz you you can't have enough canadian linemen with no. the CFL ratio and you know just generally how good our lineman pipeline is in this country but to have both a Canadian O lineman and a guy who's played uh, at a really high university or college, like it's University yeah, yeah. United States <laughs> collegiate level, um, is is huge. So he's gonna, f- I think he's gonna fit in really well. I know talking to our O line coach uh, Paul Charbonneau, he's really excited to have him there. The, some of the other O line boys were there for the party last night, and they're they're everyone's pretty jacked up so he as far as first round picks go uh only our second first overall pick ever which is good because you don't want to have too many of no. those because it means the previous season was not so good not so good but he joins alex Mateus as, as first overall red blacks picks and uh, excited, to, excited to see him come into Destroy camp and, do, and just just rock <laughs> people because he is a he i was telling you before we started recording he well, i took a picture of him with AJ, Jackie back and yeah. Jeff Avery, and AJ is not like a tiny dude. He's 5'10", and standing next to Dante, he looks like an 8-year-old boy, right. like a bald 8-year-old boy, but an 8-year-old boy. It's
0: like when Mean Gene Okerlund used to interview Andre the Giant. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's, right now? It's, it's
1: jarring, but it's uh, – <laughs> I, I would just uh, – he comes from Fres- – like I said, from Fresno State, so he's done – you know, at a big school like that, they do media training, yeah. and they work with these with these young guys. And he's so good already. Like uh, watching him do his first few interviews, it's like, okay, well, you're not gonna need quite as much work as well. The as interview some movies with in the Claire, yeah,
0: he's already. I I thought it was cool. Like he made it a point to show out his hometown of Victoria, right? And uh, he called it a small town. I'm like, <laughs> fair enough. Small. It's not a huge city, but it's a, it's not really a small town, but. It's but he wants sun. to put his own city on the map a little bit in this yeah. moment, right? No, that, that helped him
1: get here. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, and he's just and, – and I loved how he deflected the, obvi- like, the obvious questions of, you know, do you think you're going to play – how much do you think you're going to play? What side of the ball are you going to play? And he's like, you know, that's I'm just happy to be here. That's coach's decision. Yep. I'm like, the PR guy in me is like, ah, oh, we're off to a <laughs> beautiful start. You're, you know, affable and friendly and well-spoken, but yep. you're not saying anything – even and remotely controversial. That co- that's like <laughs> out of the playbook of Henry Burris, who everyone would like fawn over. He's like that. W- hear that interview was great. I was like, yeah, man, he's always good, but he didn't say he said anything, anything yes. and he, he did it intentionally. So and funny. it was awesome.
0: In your role, from the way you do your job, you look at that as a positive. The rest of us are like,
1: please talk, right? Like. Please, but that's the thing. Most I, people talking to Hank didn't like. They felt like no, I, yeah, they were they getting felt the like goods, getting but they like generally were no. That's her, and Hank like he was a regarded yeah. uh, regarded as like one of the nicest dudes ever, and he really is. Yeah,
0: but yeah. never said a word. No, yeah, he was, and he, he could talk you many for words twenty words minutes said, and not give like, anything yes, away yes. that
1: he wasn't. So like, for a guy like me, yeah, you don't have to worry about a guy like that. Except for when he told the camera to shove it that one time, which was well, also awesome in its own way,
0: and like. It has its moments, and you and I talked about this last year when it happened. Like when Nate Bihar goes off yeah. after the Saskatchewan game, right? And everything went you're like, fuck, I love that guy. I'm right? so, like, so that proud of Nate right, for That, that one. guy is feeling everything we're
1: feeling. He's feeling it more. Like he knows. We had a his we had a 30 second chat because first he saw me coming and was pissed because he knew I was gonna ask him to do media. Yeah. And I said, All you gotta do, like, don't criticize the rest too much and don't try not to say fuck. <laughs> And that was like, but like be you know, speak. And he did it. And he did. And he gave (laughs) one of the more impassioned, impressive. Amazing. You know, level-headed considering the circumstances. It was just, it was one of, it was a highlight for me on a really shitty day. That was a a low light in itself. So uh, Nate's a, Nate's a absolute beauty. Uh, so one of the things we
0: like to do around here is try and peel things back a little more. And I'm going to see how much you're going to give us here. Layers of the onion as it were. Yes, exactly. Um, you guys have first overall pick, which means you control everything that's about to happen. At two, at three, at four, you're like, well, if they take this guy, we have to do... It. You guys are running the show here. So, the, I'm curious, how soon do you find out this is our guy? Uh, how soon does management decide this is our guy? Like you mentioned, he was here in Ottawa He signed his contract, like all of that stuff is huge, right? To to build some hype, to make this guy out to be, you know, he's here, he's engaged. He wants to be part of this. How far out from the draft does management make their decision and then start feeding it to you? Obviously, you're going to want to put together some interviews and some press releases and things like that. How far out does this
1: actually happen? It actually came together pretty quickly, and this is the first time since I've been with them in seven years that we've had the first overall pick. So it was my first experience having that kind of added prep time, and so it, it came together pretty fast. I I knew because uh, for everybody else, they make their pick at whatever. I knew a few days. I knew a and few days before, like two, There, they yeah. don't know who's going to be available. No, oh, exactly. I, yeah, we can't. We can't bring four guys in and be like, no, I hope it's one of you. I knew, I got maybe two, three days ahead of time that okay. it was likely. And obviously when you decide you're going to draft a guy in general, you, you want to have him go through his medicals. Sure. Uh, Dante had a injury last year. He broke a, broke his leg um, earlier in the, like, it's been plenty of recovery time and you, sure. obviously you, you wouldn't be able to tell now, but again, it's a injury with a significant recovery worthy, period. Yeah. So you, you want to make sure everything's you know, good to go. Mm-hmm. So I, I get word from, from our football ops team and our GM, Sean, that we're, this is probably going to be the guy under, you know, penalty of, I'm not sure what the penalty would be. If I <laughs> let that one slip out, I don't want to think about it, but yeah. obviously very confidential and a pretty small circle initially. Right. Um, But to have that prep time is, is, is huge on our end to just get the, get things rolling to see what, you know, how things are going to go. If that ends up being the guy and then, the, I think it was the day before the draft that he got the all clear on his. So on he, his, he's been in town since Monday. Yeah. 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 It was a quick in and out. He came the in and, he flew, and then he flew out this morning, yeah. Wednesday, right after the draft, basically to go back, back out west. So it's a quick come in for the. But as he was coming in for his medical is basically when I was hearing that it was probably going to happen and then i heard after his medical that it all was good and does he when does he find out uh i mean he would have a pretty good if we're bringing you in yeah you're not flying everybody in no right so if we're bringing you got to narrow down and, and he was guys. and he was highly he was highly rated he was you know ending up on the top of a lot of mock drafts that different people in different you know media outlets were doing so it was You know he would have known at a you know after the combines and everything that he was ranked right up there and was probably you know be in the mix. So when the team with the first overall pick says we're going to fly you out here to do your thing, basically it's like you know we want to sign you, but let's make you know do everything that we need to do due diligence wise, and uh, and then he would have found out uh, right afterwards. I would assume uh, that after so probably on Monday he knew, yeah. Uh, and then the draft goes down on yeah. Tuesday, and it would by and it's Monday. Like tight. I mean, there were, there didn't seem to be a lot of doubt. Like the medical is a something that every player has to go through, but before yeah. the season. But you for these for the, in the situation, you do it earlier. And there was, it seemed pretty certain before he came in for it that that was going to be it. And
0: but he he would have
1: potentially been invited by a few teams to do that medical, wouldn't he? Like yeah, yeah. Like, very very possibly. Yeah. And he because I know he there was other teams that expressed interest in him. Um, like any top-ranked prospect, yeah. yet. And so they're, you know, it's up to the player in a lot of the ways that you know, sure. But when you're a guy that could potentially go first overall, you got lots of options. Hundred percent. I know. Talking to him yesterday, uh, he just he loves the, f- you know, the facilities. The you know like the stadium the yep. player facilities the vibe he was out touring with his gr- his girlfriend was in town with him and they were touring you know parliament and all the <laughs> touristy stuff and yeah if you've never been um, east of Winnipeg he said see. they went walking around for a while and then they didn't know where they were so they ubered back to the hotel <laughs> um, who hasn't been there once or two. <laughs> yeah, exactly so uh, he just seems really he seems really keen and that's uh, you know yeah it's an exciting day for him and It's a good, big day for us and onwards um
0: the Offensive line, I, I guess I don't know which side of the ball he's going to play on, but looks pretty, pretty good at this point, right? Like, that's a strength for yeah, sure. Yeah, 100%. And when you talk about what Masoli has been through coming off an injury, you know, the idea of keeping that guy f- at least feeling protected is going to be important. Can you give us an update on Jeremiah Masoli as, as camp opens here just over a week from
1: now? Yeah, I think for everything I've heard and seen, I've seen solely a few times in the last couple weeks. Um, he's been out throwing the ball kind of casually with some some of our guys in the field, and he looks really good. Yeah. Uh, feeling good, I I think, well, again, without I haven't been told otherwise, but it seems like all systems are go to, to start camp. and um, It was fairly early in the season when he got when he got yes. hurt, and so he's had some time. Uh, there were a couple complications initially. Afterwards, with an infection and that kind of yeah. unfortunate stuff, but he's uh, he looks great. He's uh, he's fired up. You can tell to be to get back to back or, to yeah. be back healthy and, and getting ready to start the year. So I I'd be surprised if you don't see him slinging the ball quickly early during camp. Um, new coaching staff
0: moving into this year uh and and Dice took over last year with a couple games to go in an interim role before mm-hmm. being given the head coaching job here. Uh Kahari Jones comes in. You know, what have you seen out of the new coaching staff? I'm sure they're excited to actually put their own fingerprints on this like Dice in a tough spot last year, right? Coming in Uh, at the time of year, this will be his camp, right? Run his way. He's the man. Right. Um, what can we expect out of a Bob Dice led team as we move into training camp here pretty shortly?
1: So much knowledge and so much passion. Like if I had to describe Bob, like with the two things he's going to bring, those are like knowledge and passion. The guy knows the game so well. He's been around a long time and he like his give a shit meter is just (laughs) freaking off the charts. And I I know he's even said that he's going to have to dial back like his intensity on the sidelines because like as as a position coach, you have a bit more, a bit, you know, if you need to scream at the refs, you're going to scream at the (laughs) refs. As a head coach, you got to, your moments a little bit more. And I know he said, you know, that's going to be part of the, part of the, uh, he's one of the most entertaining and interesting people to watch coach on the sidelines. He's so fiery. He's so just aware of, even as the special teams coordinator, he was just very in tune with everything that was going on. He's Mm -hmm. he's just a really good football guy. And he has surrounded himself with some, just awesome football minds in, in Kahari and Baron Miles as yeah. two coordinators and just they're great dudes. And the coaching room seems like just a great place to to be right now. And the the guys that we brought back and your Paul Paul on the O line, Mike Fair on the D line, Pat Borgo coaching the linebackers. Um it's a freaking awesome group. And I've have not had a lot of experience with the coaches that I didn't, you know, like I've most of our coaches over the years sure. have been great, but this group just feels tight and ready to go and um, I think we're gonna it's Bob Dice is gonna run a tight ship and we're you know there's it's gonna be organized and the team's identity is gonna be clear and hopefully get, that'll translate into a whole bunch of wins
0: yeah and, and I guess that's the next logical place to go is it it's time right fans are pissed uh, well Yeah, frustrated. Whatever you want to call it, are ready for a turnaround season. Look, we've talked about it a hundred times here, so I don't want to beat it to death. But like all the time we've spent talking about, it's such a great vibe down at Lansdowne on a Friday night and whatever. But can we get a goddamn win, right? Like these sorts of things. What you know, you I, I know you stay in contact with the players. You're organizing interviews and their media appearances and these sorts of things. Like, what is the vibe like for them? There has to be at least a bit of pressure on them or that they might be feeling to get off to a really, you know, good start. And even if, and, and look, obviously everyone's view, everyone's hopes will be higher than this. But even if there's only going to be a couple of home wins, one's got to be early. Like, it's got to happen fast. Oh, no question. The fan base has been incredibly loyal at home
1: and they're looking for something now. No, we right? got we have to go out there and and get it done at home yeah. early and and often. This yeah. year there's yeah. really no beating around that particular bush. It just has to happen. It hasn't been good enough in general over the last 2 years, but it on the you know, at the on-field product and it has to be a lot better this year. Are the guys feeling that? I Honestly, I think the guys feel pressure any season. Go want to win. It, it, like, are such you know h- highly, you know they're very just passionate, fiery yeah. athletes that yeah. want to win no matter what. And there's pressure to win every game. And you know we have a lot of new guys that haven't played here and mm-hmm. and you know don't wouldn't be quite as. I think guys that are have been here for a bit. That's probably in the back of their minds a little bit, and it's probably just more frustration. Just been because there's no real reason. Like you can't pinpoint one thing and no. be like, "This is why we haven't won at home much in the last two years." But um, no, I think guys are just you want innately want to win at home, and it has, and that's ultimately always the goal. So you just have to go and get it and get it done and close the deal. So last thing on the Red Blacks here before we move
0: off of that is tell me a name or two that, generally speaking, fans aren't talking enough about heading into training camp. We all we all know Jeremiah Masoli, right? We all know Nate Bahar. We all know some of the the stars on this team that have been around for a bit. But whether it's somebody new or somebody ready who to take another step, uh, you know, give us a name or two heading into camp that you're excited to see, you know, get up and running and and that we should be paying attention to.
1: That is an excellent question, Matt. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. because um, there are, there's lots of them on a team on a football team with this many players, there's a Hell of a lot of unsung <laughs> heroes who are exciting to watch and probably don't get their get their full dues. I will give you I'll give you a couple on both sides of the sure. ball. But um Jackson Bennett, Canadian running back, auto EU guy, just a beauty of a dude and a good player and a big, kind of imposing, powerful running back style of player. Um he got his, you know, got his got his feet wet last year at in kind of a periodic, you know. Sub in a little sure, bit, get a few. Duty, get a few yeah. reps yeah. Um, and I he's one of those guys that you know you don't see a ton of Canadian running backs starting in right. the league. Uh, but he's one of those guys that you certainly feel has that that ability and could be a really good, powerful option in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, and and he just again, just a good Canadian kid who's who's fun to watch <laughs> and I think is gonna get a good shot this year. Um, Adam O'Clair, another Canadian on the other side of the ball, linebacker, uh, started some games last year, uh, smart, smart, high IQ guy who, who reads plays well, athletic, quick, uh, hits like a truck. (laughs) Um, is, you know, a guy, a guy guy like Alonzo Adai who came in and played, uh, you know, kind of playing in that safety safety spot uh was great last year and we'll probably see a lot more of him he's he's an exciting guy to watch that you feel like he was kind of thrown in there last year um came to camp late or he may i don't even know if he was in camp Any he, he came he came in late and so he didn't get that full kind of integration to the team but sure. did, did really well so love to you know a guy like that you're going to see more of uh the o-line never gets enough credit uh, so as a whole, I think our, on either side of the. I line, think our right? O line is going to be tough. really. I think our O going to be yes. really strong, uh, which is w- why selecting a guy like like Dante Bull is great because you don't have any expectation or need for him to come in and in the starting like you right. don't need to see like he's going to come in, be a you know he doesn't have to be a backup hero. guy. He's good and no he doesn't and okay. he sh- you shouldn't have to do that. We're not in a position where we have to do that so you're able to the take us The line this, looks really good. Oh, yeah, so you have good. you have this opportunity to build your depth and build for your coming couple of years with a with a player so that's uh that unit is going to be solid. Yeah. Who else? Oh man, like I I, I mean, it's not like Devonte Demin doesn't get n- noticed because he does, but I think you're going to see a, a big year from people love watching that. I think guy. you're going to see like a big year from him. Man. I think you probably see him involved in the offense more. Um I think the issue with when Devontae came back last year, is that um, he was being used in a way where he, you kind of knew what was going to, if he came in on offense, you knew kind of what was going to yeah. happen, uh, which made it tough. And teams were actively avoiding kicking to him. It, <laughs> <I> so, <would. laughs> and it was driving him crazy. I like bet, yeah. it was, he'd come off the bench and he just, he'd say some things that I love. <laughs> he, he, he was pissed and I would have been too. We yeah. were pissed. Like yeah. it was, talk about dice dice going off he's like man like play the game like trust your the other team you know trust your coverage unit and like kick to her if
0: finger. i'm the other team they're like fuck that other teams were get getting it.
1: penalties for like illegal kickoffs oh, no. out of bounds because they just wouldn't take the chance yeah, to kick that to the that guy's going so yeah. i want to see him go off and i want to see what you know other ways they can use him to be a you know whether it's as a decoy or getting you know the ball you gotta just keep <laughs> you gotta keep the mystery there with him because you know there's a good chance he's going to get the ball in his hands and be fast, so it can't be the case all the time. Right. Yeah, it's
0: going to be an interesting
1: camp. I know fans are anxious to
0: see this thing get turned around. There's been a false start or two, I think, coming into last year. Uh, A lot of fans thought, man, I I really like the offseason that they had, and then, as you mentioned, it's pretty early. Your starting quarterback goes down, and all of a sudden, I don't want to – you know. Slag anybody? I don't want to overgeneral. When your starting quarterback goes down in week
1: three or whatever, you're kind of bone. It's always right? a, it's, <laughs> it's still a quarterback yeah, that's driven it. league. That's it's it. you can you know not everyone wants to acknowledge that, but yeah. it is. and like as the quarterback Any goes, team you go. Loses like your you,
0: starting quarterback, you're in trouble. Exactly. You're in trouble.
1: Yeah. and we had you know young good young quarterbacks as you know back the, to step up, but you go out and yep. get a Nick Arbuckle because you need that right. You need someone with experience to to run a team. You can't just throw it in the hands of unless you're unless you're Nathan Rourke. Like, sure, it's probably not going to go the way you want it to with a like fresh out of school. I mean, there's not a Nathan Rourke just hanging around on every bench. <laughs> yeah, <God. laughs> Typically, not so no. much. Uh, what did you
0: think of the uh, the CFL's announced deal there a week or two ago with CBS Sports and and for fans who maybe have missed it? Um, they have signed on for, I believe it was 34 games, uh, of CFL action, mostly through the summer, uh, CBS sports carries NCAA and the NFL. Neither of those really happening during the summer, obviously. So they're looking for some content and it's a departure from ESPN who is paying you basically nothing, but it's a bigger platform, right. To be tied to, uh, to ESPN. Whereas now. CFL's making some money and and Dave Naylor reported that this is the financially the best American TV deal that the C uh CFL has ever signed.
1: But it's a smaller platform. Um did you have any thoughts on on the deal? Yeah, I mean without knowing the kind of ins and outs of what went into deciding it, because they obviously don't run that by the they really Red Blacks. I mean, think <laughs> more people should run more things by me, frankly. But yeah. um I think it's great. I think the league needs to find additional revenue streams. Mm-hmm. That's not a secret. Uh, Got to make money. And sports can be a tricky, tricky bitch when it comes to, yeah, making, yeah. you know, make it turn a profit on. So I think that's that's important. And, and it I- sounds like this has a significant promotional
0: aspect. Yeah. ESPN. To their credit, like they were carrying the game and you loved to see that. But you never heard about it. No, there was yeah. no commercials yeah. for stay tuned for Calgary Edmonton up next or whatever. It sounds like CBS is investing in this a little uh, bit.
1: Uh, yeah, and ultimately it's people want to watch the games in the states like you go you know the players fit Americans like love football you and, put it in front of them they'll watch yeah it and you have kids. the players like we have so many american players on a team and their family and their family's friends and their friends and their friends, to school friends. With that they want to yeah. watch it so you have to give that opportunity so i'm think, like whether or not it's a, you know you're attached to the espn brand or it's a, you know a slightly smaller yeah demo i think it's better for ultimately like you're still having an games on Up in the, the states there, You have a and, and there's more to come There is gonna be more and there's gonna be more promotion and it's just a, you know it's it's an important thing to be able to watch these games because we're always talking about growing this game and yep. people want to debate like three downs versus four downs i'm not really into that i'd rather see it grown in this way like let's get more eyeballs on the current product well, especially like it's an interesting play for cbs sports because
0: they don't have a lot going on in the summer and you're not competing with the NFL. No, so exactly. this is 34 games through most of the summer. And there is another package to come, whether that remains with ESPN or CBS stays involved with that or, or somebody else. We'll see. Uh, but your biggest games are still to come. And now somebody's set the table, right? Somebody's set the precedent. They're paying bigger money for this. And you can turn around and you can say to ESPN or you can say to whoever, yeah, I, you know, the deal we had was okay, but somebody's willing to pay us for this now. Maybe you should be paying if you want the East and West yeah, final, have, right? and the you great have to co- show the value of the product right. and there has to be one and yeah, there is one there so is so you, one of like, course, pay, yeah. so pay for it. yeah, and that precedent's been set now. so that's going to be interesting. I thought it was cool to see uh, you know it 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 is a hit when you leave espN in in terms of pure exposure. But in terms of making some money and
1: <laughs> growing things up here. And if they advertise a bar and they do more promo, yeah. then you're going to have a bigger reach than 100%. ESPN did by essentially just, just doing throwing it on it. whenever yeah. you're just flipping around and happen to land on it. It's it's not quite the same thing, right? So,
0: uh, All right, let's talk a little hockey here while you're here. and uh, And before we do, we'll jump into some some all or nothing pints. Uh, you took a look at some that we had out in the fridge. Those are the exact same ones that are in your uh, – uh, your winnings or your gift bag, your, your sack with the dollar sign on Lovely. it. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, so you've chosen a couple for us here. What did you pick for yourself?
1: Well, Matt, mm. I have the all or nothing, all out effort American Amber Ale. That's what it took to beat the Jennies. It's just all out All out, out effort. effort. Yeah. Oh, we didn't have to try that. <laughs> <No. laughs> hard Coming in at a nice 5.2%. I really okay. like the cans. Yeah? The can art is...
0: They do a nice job. It is excellent. Yeah. Uh, they've taken over an old, uh, it was uh, like 100 years old on Ritson Road in Oshawa, uh, a beer store that uh, they took over and put their brewery in, and, yes. uh, and they've yeah, clearly invested uh, a lot in their art as well, and, uh, and you've chosen a porter for me.
1: I have. Their coffee porter. Yes. Which I know you're a dark beer guy, man. Dark beer man, yes. so I figure like. You need it was to be a the solid to, choice. Yeah, I, I'm totally down on that. I'm assuming you've had it before. I actually haven't. Oh, okay. Well, wonderful. So,
0: yeah. No. Um, I've had a couple of other things before, but you know, I'm living up here now, man. It's it's hard to get my uh, my Durham region beers into me. So, oh, <laughs> Tuck was losing a really obvious bet. <laughs> I do that a lot. How <laughs> about bad boy here? Yeah, mm. it's uh. So yeah. Oh, that's nice. There was a couple different things. Uh I think we grabbed four different types and six of each or three, I I don't remember what the hell we did to this man treats me well, folks. Yeah. Well, it was 12 for 12. That was okay. Yeah. No. And I got to be honest with you now that the bet's over, you were coming in pretty weak with the mill street. Like it was.
1: I, well, (laughs) I, I try to be responsible to our. Your sponsors, Our sponsors. I, I get it. Hoffley has, uh, has things to consider. Whereas I'm just like.
0: Yeah, fuck no. Here's the Oshawa beer. I probably would have brought you
1: like some Mill Street and then like snuck in a couple something else. Yeah. So I just uh,
0: and look, I I like Mill Street. Like they make smoke case stuff. Their uh, cobblestone stout. Is yeah. Very good. Yeah. I like that one a lot.
1: And even just the they're classic. I like a, at a hockey game. What about the, organic? Like the, the organic. Yeah, that's the one great. I was thinking of. Yeah. On a hot day, especially Easy in the drinker. summer, you're
0: saying in the at a hockey game. I'm saying in the summer. Like that's a great golden beer, ice cold.
1: And that's night. what John got chugged with the Reblax yeah. in the end zone. Yeah, okay. Mill Street Organic. I like that. All right. Back in the day when that and, iconic moment. And the location here in Ottawa for that brew pub is oh, it, fucking amazing. It, does, it might be the best spot that for a That patio down restaurant. on the river yeah. is
0: incredible. Um, it might be about to get a little bit more valuable if a, a hockey arena suddenly pops up right next to it. Uh, why don't we get into a little bit of what's going on around the Senators right now. And uh, on the ice, nothing, because they've been eliminated for quite some time. Correct, that. But this week, we started hearing about Snoop Dogg. They dropped that news like it was hot. Ugh. Ian Mendez, the Scoop Dogg. S- <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Getting it out there, man! <laughs> and like now, that. all of a sudden, did you have it on your bingo cart? Beer, uh, open your beer. Yeah,
0: what is going on here?
1: If I had told you two years ago... How's that portrait treating you? It's pretty nice. Man. Yeah. It's pretty nice. If I told you two years ago that today we'd be debating <laughs> the merits of either Ryan Reynolds or Snoop Dogg owning the Ottawa Senators, yeah. you would have just accused me of being drunk. Yeah. At, it I it assume, probably would have been true. Yeah, exactly. That question is coming in
0: at one thirty in the morning via text message from my, uh, you know, from, yeah. from from Glebe Central Pub. Or <laughs> yeah, like,
1: I was thinking, what if Snoop bought? Usually, while you're sitting there, oh, like fuck, so I'm that's sitting the there rolling off. a joint, right? I'll be like, <laughs>
0: exactly. wonder if Snoop Dogg would own a hockey team. Yeah, um, he was on. Well, it, it, the story in Ottawa here was broken by Ian Mendez, our good friend of the show, from Legend. Uh, from the Athletic, that he's involved with the Nico Sparks group Mm -hmm. who's one of the 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 groups involved in uh trying to buy the ottawa senators and they're apparently not even blinking at the i guess now billion dollar price tag i mean it's chump change to me that's crazier than the fact that snoop is involved that someone's about to pay a billion dollars for the ottawa again if you had said that to me two years ago when this thing was just circling the bowl right uh in two years snoop dogg and ryan reynolds will be bill, uh bidding a billion dollars to to buy it i'm like get the fuck uh, out yeah of it's Hoffman.
1: it's bonkers i love it i can't decide if i like how much i care in terms of who it ends up being this I'm is pretty one of the sure, things i wanted to ask i'm you. pretty sure i still i remain on team ryan reynolds okay for a couple of reasons yeah a Ryan Reynolds is cool as shit. Mm-hmm. Though Snoop is also cool as yeah, shit. he is. So maybe that one's a, a toss. A out. bit of a wash. Um, I think the marketing of the team with Reynolds is going to. You're looking for a maybe be better. Like I think you're looking for a Netflix series. Well, I, and I think that that's absolutely going to happen. And I think that for the you know profile of the team would be would be massive. And I think you've mm-hmm. seen. Ryan Reynolds, just in terms of, you know, how he does his business and everything he touches turning to, like, these billion-dollar enterprises <laughs> is pretty sweet. And there's the connection of him, you know, being Canadian and yep. having lived here at one point, yep. which is cool. You know, whatever. Like, I don't care that much if the or owner is Canadian or American, but it certainly adds, you know, that – you can tell he's a fan. You can tell he's sure. super into it. Like, you can see with Rexham how – just fucking passionate this guy he is becomes
0: invested ah, in it. Right?
1: yeah and i love it's always sunny in philadelphia so like <laughs> his you know best buddy rob that could you know bring them all together maybe we they all come in and hang out that would be sweet um <laughs> but it's frick, it's soup dog like that's cool as hell too like there'll be a dispensary I'm, there'll be a dispensary in the new arena oh nice had not considered that part. yeah or like some like I'm cannabis not- infused beverages at the concession it I'll would be that too would See, be, i'm pretty sure gin and juice anybody hey hey
0: well done sir <laughs> i am pretty sure i'm not gonna get a vote on who owns the ottawa senators for so many reasons your shitty allegiance to yeah, a different team yeah, for one thing. well there is that hard 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 team snoop oh yeah to me that guy is about as cool as it gets. He's on first take with Stephen A. Smith on ESPN. ESPN is a rights holder, and Stephen A. Smith still refuses to talk about the National <laughs> Hockey League. And yet, there he is talking to Snoop
1: Snoop's about legend,
0: owning man. a National Hockey League team in Ottawa, Canada.
1: To I quote know, our friend Brian Fiverr-Six.
0: It's, it's, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I, love, I love how Brian Fiverr-Six always mentions Ottawa, Canada. <laughs> so, Ottawa, Canada. Yeah,
0: and this is... Worldwide news. Now, so was Ryan Reynolds, right? It's not just on Sportsnet. It's not just on TSN 1200. No, it's everywhere. You're talking about international publications. Talk, you know, all th-
1: mentioning the Ottawa Senate I mean, either way, this price has been a success. Yes. Like it's yep. as you said, it got the price up to a billion dollars, which is insane to yes. me. And I, I just,
0: I do understand the idea that it will be. I guess, and and you'll know better than me. A letdown if there's no major celebrity now tied to the ownership. Oh, group. there has to be. They be, be, be. But do they have to be? I think like they have if, to. If if both of those groups, the Reynolds group and the Snoop group, love the Snoop group, Snoop <laughs> Snoop group, um, if you're if winning can, me over just with the, yeah. like the rhyming. If they, uh, if they both come in at one billion, and one of the other groups comes in at whatever one three. Hmm. And are stable. Not that these two groups aren't stable, but it's a it's a higher bid.
1: They have. Oh, it's a higher bid backing. when it comes to Snoop. I can it, tell you that
0: much. It's yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> it's like it can't just be about the money. It can't just be about the celebrity. There has to be a a component to how we're going to build the arena, right? There's a yeah. lot going on here in terms of owning the and it was, it was really smart for these groups to tie themselves, especially, and I, I'm forgetting the name of the group now, that tied themselves to Ryan Reynolds, right? Got Ryan Reynolds to commit. Instead of being, you know, he'll kind of hang back and maybe be kind of a minor owner in whatever group wins, someone went out and recruited him and said, you are with us because they know that the fan base and the league loves the idea of having Ryan Reynolds involved, right? And now Snoop is tied to a group. It doesn't Necessarily mean either one of those groups is the best bid. They're just now the most high profile bid.
1: Like, does yeah, that make sense? no, I, yeah, oh, 100%. And I agree, but I, I think it still has to be one of the two because the marketing f- factor is so it's crucial is for huge. this team now. And either of those two guys got a lot of Snoop profile. I, I'm still, I'm on the fence. Like, I yeah. love, I love Snoop so Snoop's much. Cool shit. Like, he makes pot brownies with Martha Stewart. He's like this, like, he's, <laughs> Like as a businessman, he's so diversified. Yeah
0: and I love It's the, hilarious.
1: Th- th- there's the Snoop Football League, which he started across the US. And he the wants Snoop to do a hockey basketball
0: league, right? And this is essentially yeah, just come play. We'll pay for the shit. Yeah. And right? he wants to do that here with That's the hockey right. team and have And in the US, right? Like yeah. he wants to make himself a bigger star in the in the National Hockey League. And not in like a shitty way. It's like no. I want to see people who look like me play hockey, and maybe one way of doing that is having my face. On it, and he's not wrong about that. I understand it comes off a little egotistical. It's not. I
1: think Snoop can have a little ego. Like uh, he's he's a, probably earned that. I think he's a billionaire, and I'm pretty sure he pays a man like a hundred thousand dollars a year to roll his joints. So, like, that's some baller. <laughs> but you can do like yes, you can do whatever you want at that point. Do you think?
0: Um, like to me, this feels. And again, it's not to it's not to demean Ottawa. I live in Ottawa. I'm very happy to live here in Ottawa, it's a Ottawa, Canada. City. All these things, yes. Uh, Copyright. Brian, five or six. It feels like Ryan Reynolds wants to own the Ottawa Senators. Snoop wants to be an owner in the National Hockey League, yeah. and the Senators are the team that's for sale
1: right yeah. now. Is that sort of how you read that? I do, yeah. and that's why I'm still kind All, of leading towards yeah. the Reynolds things. I think it's... It's not a bad thing. I think he's made, it's, like, a personal thing for him. Like, yeah. he wants to own the Sens. Yeah. And, like, it's... Fucking Ryan Reynolds. Hardcore man. Team Snoop. Like. I'd be, ha- honestly, I think I'd be happy with yeah. either. No, of course. But I'm going to make you pick one. Are you still? I'm still Team Reynolds. You're team Reynolds? Yeah. Why? By a hair. Yeah. I think it's just the the local connection for me is the big is the big yeah. thing. And, like and he's not a late comer to this no, party. No, he's not. He's not. He's like been all and in. And it feels like he's all in on Ottawa. And like yeah.
0: Snoop is. Yeah. I'd like to be part of an ownership group. But I would not be so. devastated if Snoop was involved in owning the no. Sens either. That would be. We had Mendez in here a few weeks ago and, you know, talking about how Ottawa has been, uh, I don't even know what the word you'd use it has struggled living between these two monstrosities in Toronto and Montreal. And you can suddenly look at those two old, stodgy, original six teams and go, yeah, well, fuck you. We don't care if we're not- we're over <laughs> here at the cool kids table oh, yeah. while you're owned by a couple of white billionaires. And, and there's something suits. to that. Oh, no, right? so like, it's
1: I think it's great. Yeah. And then you if I mean the idea of having like a power play sponsored by like <laughs> Bubba Kush OG is <laughs> like there's so many opportunities uh, there. The thing I keep thinking is like
0: they they're gonna review a goal based on maybe an offside or a high stick and it just comes over the, the uh the P A sub hold up hey. <laughs> oh, that's, that has to happen yeah of
1: course I, I love that shit.
0: uh there was a review uh slightly different obviously but i don't know somewhere during the season that took so long in dallas that they started playing stairway to heaven
1: <laughs> <laughs> i love shit like that right yeah. the people who are creative no. good at their jobs djs and arenas control yeah. so well everything yeah. man
0: it's, it's it's crazy um you know we're into the second round of the playoffs. What has has caught your attention?
1: <laughs> Who've you been looking at? Who? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, as much as I um, I'd like to go for the low hanging fruit and shit mm-hmm. on the Leafs some more, uh, Joe Pavelski scoring four goals last night was, was crazy wicked. and losing. I wish they had won. I wanted him to score his fifth goal in overtime. And I'm I'm not even yeah. cheering like I'd, I'd probably cheer for Seattle in that okay. series, but. Um, but that was crazy. But him coming back from you know from an injury, getting missing the first round, nearly getting killed, and then yeah. coming and doing that—that that was, uh, that was absolutely outstanding. I love seeing—I I shouldn't say it this way. I was gonna say I love seeing a like a favorite team lose in the first round, but my sixty sevens right had a rough didn't go in the second round. So, but like place. seeing the Bruins lose, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was I was kind of down with. Um, as only, much as I wanted to see the Bruins play the Leafs in the next round, for like history, say, a lot of Sens fans were kind of like, uh oh. I was kind of on that, but uh, I, I also hate the Bruins, so yeah, it's like same, it's, it was a con- it was a conflict for me. Yeah, and now I'm kind of excited to see Matthew Katruch Matthew Kutru- 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 punch truck. Mitch martyr and Mitch martyr in the head repeatedly <laughs> oh, during the next 90. few games. Yeah, it's, it's great. Buddies. He's such a troll. It's yeah. just fantastic. Certainly, yeah. uh, I just, I love Any like the first round of the playoffs is the best. Yes.
0: There's I hockey totally every, agree with that. There's
1: hockey every night. It's high intensity hockey every night. It's from like seven o'clock until whatever time the late game ends. It's just glorious. It's about I love it. To live in a pub. <laughs> you never know where is going to be at <laughs> yeah, that hour. I know exactly where Hop's going to be. No, for the late game, I'm probably watching it in bed, to okay. be perfectly honest. But um, yeah, there's just, it's just nonstop. And then when it gets to the later rounds, and there's not a game every night. You're like, what the fuck is this? this and that's, yeah. One of the things you run into, I'm with you. I've always, I've dropped a lot of F-bombs today on this show. I feel like it's more than usual for me, but it feels right. That's all
0: right. Um, I'm with you though, in that I've always sort of felt like there's a bit of a hangover in the second round. The first round is amazing, right? Like it's constant. As you said, there's multiple late night games. There's uh, shit's going off. And then in the second round, everything kind of settles down before it starts to ramp up in intensity in the conference final yeah. and the finals. And I always sort of assumed that was just because I was a Leafs fan. We were, <laughs> we were out and I needed some time before I came I back. I hate the second round. Uh, right. uh, whereas now, I saw a great tweet that I emphasized uh, there yesterday that was like, Man, nobody can even remember the last time the Leafs lost in the second round. We, for all you know, we're killers in the second round, right? Like, okay. Nobody's seen, nobody's beaten the Leafs in the second round in 20 years, right? So that that's the better way of looking at this. I guess. I guess. Um, what did you think, man? They got by Tampa. They are now down, as we sit here today, one nothing to the Panthers. Uh, but at least one joke has been taken off the table, right? To get out of the, the first <laughs> yeah,
1: round. Yeah, the obvious. Yeah. Easy joke. What do do you think of the
0: Leafs right now, man? Let us know.
1: Uh, Like, I mean, they were great in the first round. Like, they were definitely the better team, and Tampa is definitely on the decline in their dominance Mm -hmm. or their, you know, whatever they were doing in the last bunch of years. They've been pretty (laughs) good. Um, I don't know. I think the Leafs is, like, all joking aside, I don't know if it's, like, a mental thing than, like, they just – it's. It's a was a roadblock the first round that they finally got by, or if they're not going to get past this like insecurity it's thing so until they win a cup. Yeah, um, I think Florida is a better team than people thought. Yep, for President sure. Trophy winner last year. Like, yeah, pretty good. And the Leafs are not f- a physical enough team, mm-hmm. I don't think. And okay. especially, I think you saw that last night against Florida. I think they're just, they were taking every opportunity to. To smash someone. Yeah. And Fair I don't enough. know. Fair I, enough. I think that's going to, like, if, if this goes, you know, if it's a long series or if it's an upset series, it's going to come down to. Well, that's what Matthew Kachuk said. Yes. <laughs> the longer it goes, the more it favors us. My second favorite Kachuk brother, but right now <laughs> favorite player ever. Maybe? Sure. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh So I, get- I, don't, I, I don't know. I think it's, I, I love watching the. Psychological experiment that yes. is Leafs fans dealing with you it this back, playoff man. angst. Oh, the fans, not the players. Yeah, no, I think it's it's both. <laughs> it's for sure both. <laughs> the players, like it, it's it's weird. Like talking about the Red Locks too and not winning at home. Like not all the Leafs players have experienced this. Like over several years, there's a lot of new guys that don't have any. You don't think Morgan any... Riley is responsible for the '93. Well, probably lost. not. Maybe karmically, <laughs> some you know, <laughs> right. but. Um, but it, you hear about it yes. so much. yeah. And it's got to get, like, athletes are not robots. Like, the, they listen to stuff, and no matter how many of them tell you that they don't read stuff about they them, they all do to some extent. Yeah. And uh, I think that would just mess with your brain a little I, bit. So I, I think
0: as players, this was the thing I was the most interested in seeing in round two is – and I don't think game one was enough. Like, let's see through the whole series. But has a weight – come off your shoulders like was that an actual mental block and now you can play a little more freely or is it just you know there were times in round one they were outplayed pretty yeah. bad by well camera. i mean they
1: got popped the first game right yeah like, and and, and so popped you back in game two yeah so it's hard to say what's gonna
0: we'll see right it, it's just interesting to me because narratives will be painted no matter what happens yeah. if they win all oh, they played freer that pressure was off and if they lose uh, they just weren't ever. They don't. They still don't have that killer instinct. Amp, it just wasn't very good. Like you can kind of paint whatever picture you want based on what happens from here, and that will be fascinating. I will to be me. glued to it. Uh, yeah, and I. It's will text so you interesting. I, right? I know. Oh, yes, I can't wait for that. It's uh, Just a hi, Matt. That's usually all. Shrides does that shit too. Just to, <laughs> out of nowhere. Just, how's it going? Like, fuck. I Not hate, now. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, basically. I I replied to her uh, late last night after. She was long in bed because she yes, was she's at in- like seven fifteen yeah. or whatever. And I had to remind her that Haley Wickenheiser is part of our management team. So I just texted her and said, hey, I, I just want to put it back out there. Wick is on our side and she finds your attitude towards all of this off-putting. <laughs> <laughs> and I woke up the next morning. And it just said, "You shut your dirty
1: mouth." <laughs> so. Yeah, it sounds like trash. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, do it, not come after her idols. No, no, it's true. Sh- she will cut you. How's your beer, ma'am? It's delicious. A good one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Again, I went from a red to an amber, and yep. I'm digging this. Okay. Good. Good stuff. All or nothing. Yeah, they make good beer, uh,
0: and uh, you know, it was a little painful. To have to get to this point but oh like I think we you didn't all, know we were gonna get to this point i think i i may have knew may have known that we were gonna get to this point
1: it was fun a good a good bet yes it just adds it puts a the, little
0: something extra to it right puts a little uh, attention and on i like beer charities. so yeah
1: no exactly I, conveniently
0: <laughs> i can probably tweet at you at just about anything like hey
1: you watching darts on Sportsnet? <laughs> <laughs> you know, know what? On, uh... I have gotten into playing darts. 114! No, we play we play a game called Cricket in okay. darts, Okay. where it's all about, like, you have to get certain things. So you have to get, like, 320s, and then you have to get, like, 315s, and you have to get two bullseyes. Are you actually, like, any good at darts? I've got, I mean, surprisingly, yeah. I'm not terrible. Okay. And it's fun. It's fun as hell. Yeah. Yeah you to start earlier in the night, though. No, 100 Because, like, 100%. darts with a buzz on is yeah. not well, by the easy. By time you're fucking forever, and, yeah.
0: No, it's, it's not good.
1: You're, like, hitting the other dart board next to it. It's, it's, not, it's not good. But fun, like, I'd rather play darts than pool right now, I think, in terms <laughs> okay. of, like, bar games. Yeah. I don't want to watch either of them on TV. No. No. Actually, darts is way better on TV than billiards. It's, oh, it's, yeah. yeah. 100%. Both
0: of them better than poker. Uh, I don't want bowling i with bo- uh, Bowling's boring because they just
1: bolt. It's just like strikes all the time. Yeah, but the greatest thing, man, about bowling has always been. Who do you think you are? I am. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> no, we still don't know. I love that you just have that keyed up. We, we talked about it months ago, and I'm not ever deleting that <laughs> clip. So, it's, 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 who do you think you are? I am. Oh, it's good. A fair question. A guy who's never got to cheer for himself before. He's like, I don't know what to say I right don't know now. How to chirp? Right. It's, it's like it's... Ron Burgundy being like, I love lamp. <laughs> This is not uh, Ron
0: Burgundy. That was that was uh, champ or whatever.
1: No, it was Anchorman. Yeah, it was it was
0: Anchorman, but it wasn't Ron Burgundy who said it. It's oh uh, no, Stephen oh yeah, Brownell's yeah, yes, it was, yes,
1: it. Uh, as uh, Brick. Brick is yeah, the same. that's right. Are you just pointing to things and saying you love them? <laughs> I love desk. Brick killed the guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you might be wanted for murder. Was, I saw a great tweet a couple weeks ago on the same day. Uh, T- uh, Tucker Carlson. And Don Lemon both left Fox News and CNN on the same day, and somebody fucking brilliant, man. This is why I stay on Twitter yeah. every now and then. There's yeah, a jam, it has its, it's, it has like, it's I've place. never seen a rougher day on anchors than the time that the you know, Channel 5 news team squared <laughs> off in,
1: in the alley with whatever. Uh, I mean. Don Lemon doesn't sound like a great dude so that's you nope, know whatever 100 seeing Tucker Carlson get canned was <laughs> as amazing saw,
0: as if he went to Don Lemon as the bad
1: guy Oh, you're like, first well, in the no <laughs> you know, because like Don Lemon I'm like you know what like, 100% I, I, wasn't, I don't watch a lot a of CNN camera. I don't watch Tucker Carlson yeah, either, unless he's it's raining really but... hard in Louisiana I don't <laughs> exactly. CNN at this but but Tucker Carlson getting canned it's the meltdown that the the far righties are having about yes. it like it's it. like the worst Love injustice it. ever done to humanity <laughs> like it's it's absolutely it's Fox
0: nuts. news fires you yeah
1: like you're too yeah you're too you're, crazy as you're fox too crazy fox, racist and whatever for fox <laughs> news you know what you're a little too much for
0: us right uh this was fun man i'm glad you came back in it cost me a couple beers but
1: it was worthwhile. This, it always cost me
0: a couple beers well, and this time it cost
1: me 12. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. I like this one more when they, I get yeah, like a to-, to go. It's like a it's like a loot bag at a birthday party. <laughs> I do feel looted. <laughs> it's
0: Um we're going to talk off air. We got to get a couple of Red Black's guests in here as camp is uh is ramping up and Absolutely. going on and uh and make that happen cuz cuz
1: we've talked about that a lot and then we both just kind of yeah. We should get a couple together, like a couple of good cool. ones. Like Let's get, do that. like Trot do balls. some receivers. Yeah, get two receivers. Get like Nate Bahar and Jalen Acklin in, and in that together. That would be would, amazing. That'd would, be a lot of fun. You know the, you know get Richie, I'd still like to talk and, to Richie Dice. and Lewis together. Yeah, yeah, get Dice in. Yeah, Dice is a little busy at the moment. I understand Dice may uh, have some things going yeah, on, but no, Dice is a Berkey. I honestly don't know if Dice is a beer guy. I know he's a he loves a good old fashioned. Okay, I think he's a bourbon guy. But I think yeah, we could. But I I believe he's probably a beer guy too. I just yeah. Um and yeah, Berkey Berkey would be down. Let's look at on. Let's we'll do the thing. Yeah, let's schedule some things here. Yeah. let's make some things happen.
0: Hoff, appreciate it, man. Glad Always came a pleasure, in.
1: man. Thanks for having me.
0: We'll wind this one down here. He is on Twitter at Chris Hoffley and on Instagram at Hoff on Sports. We're on social media at Talk K Can Audio. Make sure you're subscribed to the pod wherever you're hearing us right now. For Chris Hoffley, my name is Matt Robinson. We'll catch you all next time. Fuck man, thank you guys. How was
1: that? Number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. Why
0: are you so pissy?